0: Really do appreciate some time. So I want to talk line of scrimmage. Sure. Our our friends up on the line of scrimmage, who they are the reason wins and losses happen, but we all pay attention to quarterbacks, you know.
1: And State's got a good one.
0: (laughs) And they do, and it's a big part of it. But there's been a conversation going on about State's offensive line transitioning from air raid to a more typical kind of, you know, spread, spread option, run. Just on the surface, when you see that, what are your thoughts about an offensive line making that transition?
1: Yeah, and it's it's uh you know it's always an interesting conversation. Um, you know I've gone through it in my career as, as a head coach, the the transition from a heavy run to more of a balanced uh, attack. And uh, you know over in Starkfield they're doing the the opposite of that. It's a uh, air raid uh, pass heavy offense. Uh, a lot of the runs were predicated off of draw schemes as well. Um, so so a heavy emphasis on pass and draw and those kind of things. Um, and then I've known Kevin Barbe. I guess it's going on eight years now because uh, he and I were together at Florida with Jim McElwain. And, uh, you know, think very highly of him and what he's done as an offensive coordinator, especially the last two years. And, uh, you know, I think the thing that does help over in Startville is they do have – Uh, what, four returning starters across the line. And even though they were, you know, a big half pass emphasis, uh, you know, offense, I think one of the biggest things is the mentality shift. You know, I I think because I've watched Kevin a bunch, a lot of three-point stance, a lot of play action and downhill run, stretch, inside zone, gap scheme. And I think a lot of that you know, comes with obviously the shift in the fundamentals, uh, the shift in executing out of a more of a three point stance. Uh, but I think the the shift in mentality where we're going to run the ball and build play actions off of it to set up some explosive plays. Um, you know, I watched a bunch of the spring game and, uh, you know, I think it's a process that's going to, you know, go through. But I, I have confidence in Kevin and what he's going to be able to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, you so you mentioned something interesting to me. I, I'm thinking about it from like a purely fundamental standpoint. You know, right. we talk about schemes and all this stuff, but it's it's guys' hands, feet, legs, yeah. butts, and muscles have got to make it happen. So three point stance. So so you mentioned that, right? Because in the in the air raid, big wide splits and even your guards are up on two. They're basically a tackle in space because of the yeah. wide. So so that's a big adjustment, really, for the interior offensive lineman, mm-hmm. right?
1: Right. And then, too, just the uh, the mentality. A lot of those times are set up to be one-on-one matchups a lot of times in, in the passing game and even in the run game, too. Um, but now you shift to more, um, you know, the protection, uh, the variances of slide protection, uh, going back in protection, all those kind of things, uh, zoning off certain sides of protections um, that you have to do in a normal, um, traditional offense.
0: Okay. So – for you as a coach, where you've had a spring, a summer, and now you're in fall, they do yep. have a bunch of vet. It's like all seniors and grad seniors, multiple grad seniors that are right. all going to play for. That's like their first seven are all seniors and grad right. seniors. Yep. So when you see that, and and we got to go hand on the ground more. We're closer together, so we got to really operate like like a zone defense in basketball. We we operate as one unit. How tough is that transition? Do As some people are saying, are they going to have to play a game or two before they really figure it out? Or or do you see it as a coach of we can coach that up and they can be ready to go game one?
1: Yeah, there's nothing like going against an opponent from a different color jersey that you're going to have to play against. Um, And the variances, you know, you get kind of used to. You know, I know Coach Arnett and the defensive scheme that they have um, is really good and really multiple. But you kind of, you know, see the same blitzes, same things that you're going to have to deal with. Now, all of a sudden, you're having to run an entirely new offense with an entirely new set of uh, schematics that you're going against. And really, the first uh, two games, there's always unknowns. Cause those coaches are off, you know, what in Arizona, Southeast Louisiana, they've been scheming some stuff up too. So there's yeah. going to be a lot of new things that are going to get thrown at them. um You know? So I think anytime that it's, you know, this drastic of a shift, you know, there's going to be some, some things that are going to have, you know, real time uh adjustments that have to be made. Um, but I do think having you know a coach as high quality um, as Coach Barbet and a lot of returning older guys, you know I think that helps, but I think you know, um yeah, it's, it's gonna be a mentality shift. It's gonna be a lot of things that they're gonna have to adjust uh, on the fly. And uh you know I want one of the good things I was looking at the schedule, eight home games uh, with those cowbells ringing, you know, hopefully that's gotta that's gotta lend some, you know s- some help as well. Sure, and I know
0: you know a lot about them. I I saw the mayhem on your shirt. I have yes. since since you were the DC at State all those years ago. You've since gone and been a head coach at multiple places, sure. but I'll never forget the psycho defense, you know, yeah. and the and scream. And since then, coach, I've heard a lot of other people say in high schools and other stuff saying psycho defense, and I think now, wait a minute, now that's Jeff's. That's his thing,
1: but but other people are using it. I don't know if you knew that. I, I didn't know that, but any, <laughs> you know, I think any kind of um thing like that is flattery. And uh, you know, we had a we had a great run there. And uh, I have such fine memories of Startville and you know the fan base and all those kind of things. I've still uh yet since I left there, I think what the end of 2014 have found any breakfast place that replicates Startville Cafe duck butter. And I try to try to find that experience (laughs) replicated everywhere I go. I I just haven't found it. So I guess one of those eight home games, I need, I need to make a trip.
0: Yes, you do. You come on in there, you know, and you'll have a crowd. People certainly remember those years. So fondly. I was thinking about the 14 year uh, this morning, I shared it on Twitter when I was getting ready to interview you. It just reminded me, you Know that LSU game in 14, it was such a big deal. And I saw you on the hotel. This is hours and hours before you even go to the stadium. And I said, You feel good about tonight? You were like, Yeah. I mean, it was the the Jack. Now, you you guys knew you had a really good team before anybody else realized
1: it we in did. 14. You did. And we had built to that, and uh, you know, just everything came together, the leadership on both sides of the ball. You know, anytime you have Dak Prescott as your quarterback. Uh, and Bernard McKinney is your Mike linebacker, you know, you got a, you got a chance and yep. uh, you know, and there's a bunch of guys that are still playing in the league um, off of that team, but uh, j- just fine memories. And uh love that place.
0: Hey, you mentioned a minute ago, one-on-one matchups. And yeah. I, I hadn't even thought of it, but when you said that immediately, I get this picture that game against LSU in 14. I remember it had the big, you know, four down stop on a goal line. Yep. You guys put Preston Smith, who's a linebacker edge rusher in the NFL at nose guard in that game. And it sort of confuses them because they're in a passing third down. But, well, they, they're thinking, well, he's inside. We're going to single him up. Well, you couldn't single him. It yeah. was brilliant putting him at nose and, that game.
1: And having Chris Jones true freshman year, he was our edge rusher in our prowler package. And uh, so that game was actually on TV. Uh uh, one of the replays on sec network and, yeah. uh, try to get my daughter to watch it. And, uh, you know, so she would think I was cool, but obviously that didn't work, but, uh, <laughs> that, that was a great night.
0: Oh man. Golly. Preston Smith. at knows. Yep. Chris Jones off the edge, Bernard yep. McKinney in the middle. Um, pretty good. I guess what I'm, I, I, it feels like I'm kind of driving towards it's players, not scheme. Is that what we're driving towards right there? <laughs>
1: A, a lot of times it is, you know, yeah. the better players you got, the better chance you got. And, uh, you know, I said earlier about the, the quarterback that they have. He, he's a really good player. And, uh, you know, I think the the NFL is, um, you know, the, the spread has evolved into the NFL. But still, you're watching the NFL network all the time. 50% of the time, they're under center. So him having that exposure to be under center uh, a lot of the times is going to help him too um, for when he gets to the next level. So I got to imagine, you know, he he's embraced, um, you know, that and in, in this entire conversation, um, utmost respect for Coach Leach. I've got three of his books uh, sitting over here in my Mississippi State corner. And, uh, you know, just the, the respect that everybody has for him. And, um, you know, even though the air raid is, uh, pass heavy, pass emphasis. You know, coach always talked about the discipline, the toughness. All of those things are built into that program, and they're built into that place over in Starville too. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that want to see a physical, tough brand of ball on both sides. And uh, you know, I think you know Kevin Barbe you know brings that. Yeah,
0: all time great book title in my mind: Squib Kick It to a Fat Guy. Only Mike Leeds would come up with that. It's right. perfect.
1: He's the best. He's, <laughs> He's the best. Yep.
0: Um. Hey, real, real quick, you know, back to the line of scrimmage transition sure. thing, and we'll finish with this. When you got the head coaching job at Georgia Tech back in the day,
1: sure. this was the
0: inverse. You, you're taking over a program at that point. They'd run the Paul Johnson midline veer option. I don't know what you want to call it.
1: And they know. ran it really well.
0: Really well, and look, yep. I remember coach, we'd watch them play, and we played them a couple of times, like in 09 sure. and the bowl game. And you watch them, and their linemen are down there, like this high off the ground, firing yep. off ahead, hitting people. It's a totally different style. Yep, and you guys were kind of transitioning into what is we call, I mean, you know, a modern offense, but certainly a more typical yep. spread type of offense.
1: And and before the portal existed, you know, so it's one of those things, right. It is what it is. Um, and I think one of the pieces too with Kevin's offense. You know, we walked into a system that had zero tight ends on the roster and trying to find those guys, whether it be a reserve linebacker, which we we made the transition uh, to help us to get through the first year or really the first two years because there was no portal. So you had to build it from scratch. It was all true freshman playing tight end. Luckily, we got a grad transfer, but the tight end position. Um, is going to be huge, the development and the maturation um, of that position, you know, transitioning um, to Coach Barbet's offense as well. And, uh, you know, I don't think that can be, you know, overlooked. That That's a, you know, it's a unique situation to be in, but the the long-term of investing in it, you know, will pay off. But just yeah. understanding that it is – it's going to be a process – and, uh, you know, I think, you know, got the right guys to do it and just the mentality shift, you know, when you're running a gap scheme, running a power on third and one it's different, you know, and the tight ends one-on-one base block on a nine technique or six technique, you know, it, it takes cumulative reps, you know, to be really good. And, and I know you know this better than anybody. But that SEC's got some real dudes on defense that you got to try to block, and uh, you know, so it's going to be uh, fun to watch. But I'm going to be pulling for for State and Kevin and Tony Hughes and David Turner and Chad Bumpus and uh, Greg Knox all back in Starkville. Um, so that place got a fan in me.
0: Zach really has put together a fantastic staff, oh, hasn't? Absolutely,
1: he? yeah. It was good to see those 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 guys come back and, uh, you know, because I'm close to all those guys and um, just to see them, you know, come together and support him because going from defense coordinator to being the, the head ball coach, that's a transition as well. And having a bunch of really good, loyal people that are good humans and that want to see uh, what's best for that place, um, you know, I think that, that sets, you know, Zach up. Um, for success in the short term and the long term as well.
0: Yeah, really good stuff. Jeff, it's been a real treat. I appreciate it. The only disappointment in the interview is I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't put a piece of tape on my cup and say juice across <laughs> here. I'll have to think of that next time.
1: <laughs> no doubt. I got my swag chalice over there in the corner too.
0: Swag chalice? Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's great. <laughs> and a cowbell. can't go yep. wrong with either one of those. No doubt. Appreciate it. Do you- Really do appreciate it, Coach. Talk soon. All
1: right, Matt.